This is our wrestling podcast. This is David along with Jess. David. Because. The Royal Rumble. And Craig. Put that cigarette out. (laughs) Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources. No ties to the industry. Just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today. Royal Rumble 92. Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. And anything we talk about today is inspired by the WWE Network. So do yourself a favor <laughs> and get your free month today to watch. Yeah, I WWE, beat all of you. WCW, ACW, and more. You're far. Billionaire. You can watch everyone I own, you sons of bitches. <laughs> right? <laughs> So, guys, I'm going to do a little different. Let's just jump right in. This is uh, Royal Rumble 92, Knickerbocker Arena, 17,000 fans in attendance. VKM gives us the intro that we always love and miss. He announces every single Royal Rumble entrant into it. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan are are putting us us in perspective (laughs) with their announcing, I'm sorry, their uh, commentating work. And Howard Finkel, loving this as well. They're all dead. The by the way. Sorry to say, uh, is giving the announce work into it. Oh, Jess, can you give us the lay of the land of wrestling in ninety? Nasty boy knobs. Like it's <laughs> Bushwhacker Luke, the barbarian. We're yeah. getting nasty. Haku, <laughs> Sandy, Earthquake, Rowdy, Robbie. Python boat typhoon. I mean, uh. I bet if you, if you listen to the uh, his commentary on that, like the people that are on their way out, he's like Jake Roberts. All <laughs> <laughs> the people that are on the out for them. Watch my right. right. We uh, coming into this pay per view, not counting what happens at this pay per view. The WWF Championship is vacant. There is no World Wrestling Federation champion here because of the controversial rematch of Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker from Tuesday in Texas. Uh, Hulk Hogan won the title back from Undertaker, who defeated him at Survivor Series 91. But no, no. Jack Tunney stepped in and said, I saw some kind of interference and something about the ashes and the urn. So the title is vacant. So the winner of the 30-man Royal Rumble in 1992, will be crowned the World Wrestling Federation champion. Intercontinental champion coming in here is the Mountie. World Tag Team Champions. Uh-huh. World Tag Team Champions are the Legion of Doom. Uh, on the WCW side of things, uh, we're about a month away from Sting defeating Lex Luger 
to win the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Lex Luger is current champion at this point. Uh, World Tag Team Champions are beautiful Bobby Eaton and Arn Anderson, part of the Dangerous Alliance. And the oh United States champion is Ravishing Rick Rude. Ooh. That is uh, the champions uh, as they lay out right now. It, as of the Royal Rumble 1992, uh, well, we're getting ready to well go. Well done, Jess. Well done. And WCW Fantastic. was still, they were coming out of the whole, you know, flair leaving and bringing the belt. That was about like four or five months removed. So actually WCW was doing a good job here at rebranding themselves and kind of just finally becoming WCW. They dumped the NWA. They did all that. They settled the lawsuit. They got the big gold belt off WWF television. Uh, and they started to go their own direction at this point. So, uh, and I just want to say, look behind the curtain, Dave. Before we went on, surprised and said, "Could you set the table and just uh, real quick, just uh, do something a little different?" So, just did that. No notes right off the top of his head. Set the landscape. It was completely accurate. So, props because I knew he could. All hail and uh, the encyclopedia. Well done. Looking like back, God. looking back, this was really in 1991. If you want to dissect it, was the beginning of the decline of wrestling in the United States uh, here. Towards the end of 92, shit's just not even the same. We're going to talk about some massive names in this Royal Rumble. And we mainly chose this Rumble because it's the most famous because it was one of the only two ever where the WWE or WWF championship is on the line. But also, um, it is considered by many to be the greatest Royal Rumble actual match itself and kind of the card overall, too. But I would say, like, 2002 rivaled that, 2001, 2005, uh, last year's. 2000 and oh no this and year I, sorry i just want to uh, 2020 I, I thought royal rumble 2020 was absolutely excellent uh pretty much yeah. from top to bottom so well, there's been there's been rumbles that have come out and rivaled this since then but this one for a long time was considered like the best when you start talking about the names in this royal rumble and i will read that list as we get to it as we cover the actual sure. match itself uh sure. there's some, there's like every name <laughs> brian not every name i just i just i just want to make sure it's very very clear that um I did not pick 92 for this topic. Dave did so. not. Dave actually had uh, 90 fine. was one of the choices. 90 or 2002. And I don't know. I kind of forced uh, 92 because everybody else talks <laughs> about it. And it's just sort of one of the ones we should. But 1990, <laughs> it's funny that Dave said that. 1990 is in my top five. It's probably my favorite Royal Rumble. I love 1990. That uh, sounds like a Hogan win. Is 90 a Hogan win? Ex- uh, what? <laughs> Look, I can't, of I can't remember. It's so he weird. did throw so Mister Perfect out and win. Yes, yes, he did. Oh, oh brother! And then he won the next the perfect year ending, the first time two time in a row winner. But that we're not the talking about ninety or ninety one. Ninety two is in my head. Um, what I think of when I think of the Royal Rumble. Uh, there's so much kind of to it. It's the dream okay. match of everybody. It's the first time you see Flair. It's the road that they give him uh, on his kind of. Uh, entrance in its way to the top like it's just it's really is special and we've watching it back like it it holds up and it's it's still really good so i think it's, it, it's a good choice it brings me back to childhood and when we uh usually every uh every year when the big four pay-per-views are coming up uh me and crystal will sit there and we'll watch you know past pay-per-views and this year for the rumble 92 was the one we watched i think you know, uh, a, lot of, a lot of big things i think besides mania this is like my favorite wwf pay-per-view yeah. ever the Royal rumble oh yeah yeah, same here. I think there's so much you can do with it, like in an hour and a half. Like there's so much you can tie up. You can start. It never can, tires, right? They consider no. get, surprises. They yeah, they even consider getting reviews. rid of Survivor Series at one point in time, like ten years ago. They were actually almost going to dump Survivor Series. 
uh, and just have nah. that random November pay per view. I'm glad they didn't. Nah. Why do you, why but I'm glad they didn't say, either. Why do you always say they? You don't know who's doing it. Come on. <laughs> the WWE. <laughs> I hate Jimmy's brother tag teams. God damn it. But but the Royal Rumble uh, gets stronger every year. And it's something that we look forward to every year. Like it's it never tires. Like Craig said, it's the same match, but you could do a billion different things with it. The title could be vacant. You could fight for the title. The winner, you know, gets the shot at WrestleMania. Like you could do so many different things with it. It's weird, but you can have a cool undercard. Now you can have a cage match in the undercard. You could do a lot of stuff with the undercard. How many years have we waited for Kofi? Kofi's escape for not touching Yes, yeah. uh, the floor, and it's that's different and inventive so. every single year. And that's just until, one guy, one yes. England. until every other wrestler. And then, so yeah, someone yeah. gonna break the the quick yeah. record, oh, you know, the, the two second record, or who's gonna be the fastest elimination or whatever? Like Naomi or well, someone else. No too. one can beat the Warlords record. Just he was he held it for a long time, and so did one of the Bushwhackers, I think. <laughs> and Lawler and Jerry Lawler too, right? Yeah, Jerry Lawler. I think he's the one that like beat it. It was ninety seven. He was commentating. He was commentating in the in the buzzer ring. And he's like, "It's me, ha <laughs> McMahon!" And he gets up, and like he literally gets in the ring and steps in. He gets knocked out, and he sits back down. He's like, "I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready." Like the whole time, like he literally was no, like he- one motion. And he stumbled back in his <laughs> yeah. chair and like sat there. It was great. Well, remember he was like, "It's my turn," or whatever. And then Jr's like, "You were already in there." What? Yeah, that's, that's right. Hilarious. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't it later? And wasn't it Kane that got him out? I feel like I remember a Kane. No, it might. You may. You might be right. It might be ninety-seven. I just don't remember who got him out. I could be wrong no, too. You know, nothing look, is look funnier. Look it up and get back to us. I mean, nothing you know, is funnier out. to me right, than yeah. than Bushwhacker walking across the yes. ring, going yeah, out, and then he almost did. doesn't miss a beat, and then still goes off. Keeps... It's... <laughs> Fuck, it's yeah, so funny. That's what yeah. I was thinking of. That's yeah. That's one of the best. Ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready for match number one? Yes. Well, so this I this is fucking funny. So the dark match was Chris Walker <laughs> defeated the Brooklyn Baller by disqualification. Why was there a controversy and who was going to win a dark match for fuck's sake? Why like, why, why was there? Of all times, the Brooklyn Brawler's like, listen, normally I do the job, but not for Walker. DQ only. Like, did he <laughs> stick up for himself? Like, not today. A dark who, match uh, and a DQ. What a way to get the crowd going in the dark match. Ding, ding, ding. This bout is a disqualification. Like, people are like, what the fuck who, are we doing here? Who is Chris Walker? He was, I remember him. He, uh, I saw a couple house shows with him. He was just some guy with like long curly hair and like pretty athletic, good looking body. But he was Chris Walker. <laughs> that, that's pretty much why he didn't make it. Wow. Well, you know, he walked a lot. You know, to, Chris, you know, Walker. F- 15 years later, he could have been Edge. It would have been all, all right. And David the real match, match yeah, number one. Yeah, the opening match was a tag team match. It was the new foundation, Ooh. Jim the Anvil Neidhart and Owen Hart, who formed, reformed the Hart Foundation, calling it the new foundation. Uh, the they, new foundation. They defeated the Orient Express, Kato and Tanaka, uh, with Mr. Fuji in their mm-hmm. corner. 17 minutes and 18 seconds, the longest match on the card besides the Rumble it's in itself. A little too long. Um, it was a little bit too long, but I, I give it a thumbs in the middle. It was a decent opener. It got the fans cheering. You're right. You could probably have shaved like five minutes off of it and got your point across. I was popping, Jess. You're right. There's but no uh, doubt. the end was big. It was cool. You kind of knew neither tag team was going anywhere. But um, it, it was all right. It was thumbs in the middle. Go ahead, Dave. I thought it was a fantastic um, statement by Bobby saying, you know what's wrong with the new foundation? They still got their PJs on. <laughs> yeah, he always so that, was, that was like easy comedic Arabians. material for him. Easy, easy money for Bobby all day long. Um, I laugh so hard when the anvil finally gets in the ring in the very beginning, and the crowd goes nuts for him when they don't understand that all he can do is just 
kind of toss you around. That's all he's there for, though. That's why he gets the hot tag. Yeah, he's there for the pop, and he's there for the the big moves, and then he goes back in and sweats on the outside. That's all he does. I I look at this, and I'm like, Owen's carrying the entire match, you know, the entire time. And um, also, what's just really sad is that their match gets trumped, as usual, by Brett having a 104-degree temperature. They have to talk about it during the match to save face for Brett. And just in case he decides to come back, to WWF, uh, you know, because he lost the IC title to the Mountie in a house show, but they have to bring that up on a fucking pay per view and it has scooping to that fever heat once again. I mean, straight up. I mean, Owen has a right to be upset in real life, so why not make that into a storyline years down the road? I'm just saying, like, you're talking about Brett during this match, and there are good moves that are coming up, like um, the Alabama Slam to uh, from uh, from shit Anvil. And to a, to a leg drop on the top rope from from Owen was really cool, and then Owen's cross bodies on both parties of uh, the Orange Express is really dope. Um, the only thing I have a problem with, what actually, the cane? Do you guys remember the cane that Owen hits? Maybe that thing was 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 he rigged put it up. in the corner. Know. Yeah, he put it in the corner, and then he got whipped into it, and he fucking snapped it with his shoulder. And you heard it snap. Yeah. I don't I don't think it was rigged. I was like, he took that cane and ripped it on his shoulder, which was awesome. I was like, wow, Owen, you're like that's crazy. The only thing I had a real problem with besides time was I didn't think Owen was legal when he made the pin to uh, take the victory, but I still give it a thumbs up because um, it's Owen Hart, and that's all. The rocket on the top turn buckle, and there's the rocket. Oh! Sayonara, baby! It's over! I'll give it a thumbs in the middle. Hey, it was good, um, especially when we compare it to what we recently watched, uh, that opening trash of uh, November, November 98. Um, it, it, you know, it, it was it stuck to the basics. And honestly, when I was the watching crowd, it, too. The crowd was into it, right, cuz? The crowd was into it. Um, and honestly, I, when I was watching it, I was like, you know what? Compared to openers nowadays, I dare. am I wrong to say that it would still hold up, hold up as an opener today. I yeah, think so. It, w- it did its actual job. Like it was, yeah. it was a so good thumbs opener. in the middle of an opener. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Hounds of justice. I, I was pleasant. <laughs> I, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, it had no business being good. You heard Orient Express's music. You're like, Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it was good to see Owen when he was the rocket before he was kind of Owen uh, inventive. You couldn't take your eyes off him. Like it, yeah. it was good. You know what I mean? I don't think I respected it back in the day when I was watching it, and those pants are ridiculous in the neon. They're great, uh, but it was good. It, like watching it back twenty years later it was uh, it was good. Twenty eight years later, oh my and god! And next good. is uh, oh, wow. next is when, don't say uh, that. Our, well, before before you get there, no, I, I was gonna say our Lord Alfred Hayes narrates the package, oh. right? Yeah, he narrates it. He t- talks about the Bret Hart story with the Mountie. So this is the whole um, thing. Like, like uh, not even a week before. I think it was like three days before in Springfield, Ohio. And, uh, they had a they were having a house show in Springfield, Ohio. In the middle of all this, Brett decided to tease McMahon and be like, "What a boot if I go to WCW?" And Vince <laughs> is like, "Fine, if you're really considering." I guess Brett's contract was up bro. here, and Brett wanted a raise. Obviously, he was the Intercontinental Champion, and you know he was doing a pretty good job. And, and Brett was getting very popular here. Uh, he was definitely like upper tier, middle of the card for sure, as most good Intercontinental Champions are. And he was really becoming a great singles wrestler. He truly was. And uh, so he, you know, of course, my contract's up. I want this. Vince is like, I don't quite see you there. I'll see. I'll meet you here. He's like, cool. I'll just I'll go to WCW. And, you know, at this time, yes, they brought Root, oh. Root over like three months before and they were kind of retooling. 
So Brett's just like, yeah, I'll just go over there then. No problem. So Vince is like, fine, go. So Vince is like, well, we're going to have you drop the title then. And of course, Brett didn't blink. He was like, okay, fine. Like, so it was a whole thing behind the scenes of those two working out the contract. Fine, Vince. In slips the Mountie, who has kind of had like an on television feud with Brett here at this point, and uh, wins with the fucking Intercontinental title three days before at a house show. Might have even been two days before, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, But Lord Alfred Hayes narrated the package of somebody with like a fucking GoPro back in 1992. Um like and just you know being ridiculous and just going and then Brett with a one hundred and four was it one hundred and four degree fever or something yeah one hundred and four degree temperature yeah. uh, Brett with COVID ninety two the Mountie uh, but he, <laughs> in a series of pinfalls but he hadn't then, memorized it so he was reading like cue cards he didn't, and he didn't know mask. what he was doing um, <laughs> so and you could see his eyes move like this and then yeah Springfield went and then Rowdy Rudy and I was like you get away from the camera so th- so you're that you so and you mad, could tell this so was all rushed because like Craig said like at the end like Mountie beats him with like a small package or something oh, kind of cheaply great. but Brett had a hundred and four degree fever and uh, so that's why he lost. Mountie wins the IC title. He goes to well, keep attacking Brett. And it, Piper comes and in and goes, come on, man, and gets in there. And sets up the You'll talk about taking my battle on it? Yeah. Oh, oh, fucker. Because originally yeah. on the <laughs> – originally it was supposed <laughs> to be Brett defending the IC title against the Mountie on this pay-per-view, but they pulled it last minute, obviously, because – And then the Mountie defeated yeah. Brett. Like, the really, Springfield screw job. He, <laughs> he, he took advantage <laughs> of the 104-degree temperature. Um, but then we move on to Sean Mooney. Oh. And that's the Mountie and Jimmy Hart yeah, interview. Which is like, I'm the Mountie. You know, and he keeps talk about people that I run. never respected before. The, how was the Mountie Sean like, the funniest motherfucker on the planet? Oh, he's hilarious, hilarious dude. He's I so did, good. I did like him like a little bit later in his run, especially when he was in the Co- Quebecers. But even here at the beginning, like <laughs> mm-hmm. he was, Jacques was great. Like yeah. and everything he yeah, did, he, did, he was so he exaggerated. His interviews were great yeah. and funny and poignant. And in the ring, he did like the best heel shit ever. Like, yeah, I, I never respected him back here. Then you move to Mean Gene Okerlund aw, with Roddy Roddy Piper, which I thought was really good stuff. Because he's like, ha, you've been dreaming. And it must be all wet, too. And then he kind of walks out. <laughs> you know, I was just like, that's great. Like, the kids won't get it, but the parents will certainly understand. And Rowdy played right in that realm at that point. I, this is, in my opinion, this is some of Rowdy's best work. Um, not only, I don't say in the ring, because in the ring it was it's Rowdy, but... Even his even his mic work here and the stuff he did, he kind of brought himself back up from, and even attempted to put himself in the main into the main event at Rumble as well, making yeah. uh, some dudes with Hogan at the same time. You can see Rowdy working, not only working Brother. like where he needs to be, but he's also working stuff to try to get himself to another level. From this promo um, to the match right after this, it, this is the most so fun good. that it looked like Roddy Piper had in the ring. For some oh, reason. He was having a great time. And, and he really Brett did end up yeah. coming back, and him and Brett had a, a great Intercontinental title match at WrestleMania oh, yeah. 8 a couple months later. So I'm kind of glad it happened this way. So that jumps us right in there. It's Rowdy Piper defeated the Mountie with the sleeper hold in five minutes and 22 <laughs> seconds. Doesn't need to be longer than that. No, I know it's nice. No. I know he, it's uh, an icy he title match, by but, the way. Uh, and yeah. Piper wins his one and only singles championship in the WWF ever. By winning That's the Intercontinental Championship here. As many main events as he was in, too. Yep. To only win that. So it was kind um, of cool. I remember 1992, Jess. I was actually happy that Piper won it. It was kind of where Where suit. were you at with this, though? With this match in general? Where did you put the thumbs? Uh, I would say, like, thumbs thumbs in the middle. Because, yeah. because it was fine. It was fine for what it was. Jimmy Hart came in there, took some bumps mm-hmm. and shit. 
Uh, the, oh, no. You can tell when he when he ran across the ring at the very end, like oh, it was just me. fucking hilarious because Piper sidestepped him and he's all like in the yeah, corner. Yeah, he takes like, a weird bump where he, yeah. like, he almost hits his face <laughs> yeah. in the middle rope and then has to abandon it and fall back and roll yeah. out the bottom. I was like, oh, Jimmy James. So it was just really quick. And like I said, it was, <laughs> oh, Jimmy James. Oh, Jimmy. Uh, it was a five minute uh, match. It was thumbs in the middle, but I, you know, it was really great seeing Piper and the way they did the ending. Like the place erupted when the referee dropped Mountie's arms three times, but then Piper had to get the the shock stick from Jimmy Hart. He shocks the mountain with it. But yeah. then at the end, the delayed, <laughs> then after all of that, uh, Howard Finkel announces yeah. him as champion. And like the yeah. crowd popped and like Piper legitly looked happy and held the belt yeah. up and everything. And that was like, I love that like secondary pop from the original, like three, you know, when I'm, the match actually ended. I'm down with all that. That's my notes entirely, except for the fact that did anybody else notice that the cattle prod had the sound effects that you could totally hear? I hated that. that just me? I really I did hated not hear that. the sound yeah. effects. But Jess, you heard it. Right? Yeah, they play it like yeah. I hated it when they used. There's to. a guy on the so, button like Bzz. yeah. It's like a buzzer. But buzz. but my question is: is that in the arena or is that playback on paper? I think it's just playback. I think only on the TV you heard it. I don't know. I've never. I, I've never. Coliseum home video extra sound exclusive. <laughs> Bzz. Yeah. The castle prompt. <laughs> the yeah. of the Mountie. I was, I was just, I heard it. I'm like, did they, did the whole crowd hear that? Did they believe that? I was trying to like. Can you imagine yeah. hear that in the, in the arena over the speakers? Like, that's <laughs> what I would not put it past Vince to do. He's like, I don't know. There's all fucking nation. Yeah. As far Nick as they know, it does, it is stupid. Cue the stick. Cue. They're, they're all stupid. <laughs> they're all stupid anyway. Oh, so good. So good. So Piper, new Intercontinental Champion. What uh, interview do we have for this before I get? We have Hogan interviewing with Lord (laughs) Albert Hayes, who looks a little saggy, but definitely. Oh, sorry, cuz. I cuz never spoke. Yeah, what? Go ahead, Jess and Dave. Talk about. (laughs) I'm so sorry, cuz. I'm sorry. I never asked Craig or. He he never took a phone. Just hang out. What's up, cuz? Go ahead, Craig. You go ahead. But what if we did it right before the Royal Rumble? I'm like, and because we did that. Cousin Craig, take the whole Royal Rumble. <laughs> oh, let's get hammered before we do that, Craig. <laughs> so sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Cuz. What did you think about Piper win the IC title? How old were you here? Four or five? Two. Uh, seven. Wow. Was seven? Yeah. And actually, this is actually the first Rumble match I saw because of you. Um, so that that's another reason why it's Thank a fond you. memory because it's, it's my it's first fault, Rumble. Jess. It's yeah, it's fault. all your fault, but thank you. Thank um, you. <laughs> I give it a thumbs up just because I enjoyed it. It was short, and it fucking the crowd was just going crazy for it the whole time. Roddy Piper cracked me up, especially with the 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 cattle prod. He's like, "You want to take my manhood? I'm gonna show you." And then he didn't say that, <laughs> That's of course. Right? But. You want to take my manhood? Wow. <laughs> but yeah, and yeah. it was just cool to see him win the continental uh, the championship, and then fucking uh, yeah, um, it it got straight to the point. So yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, oh, I can't De- say definitely anymore. same thing. It didn't overstay the welcome, you know. Thumbs up. It was emotional. I really enjoyed watching. Kind of watching Piper. He was never a great wrestler, but he played to the crowd perfectly. He got rock esque pops. It was uh, it was a lot of fun to see. As Jess said, he thoroughly enjoyed it. The most fun he had, and that translate when someone's having fun like that. I I love the shit out of it. Blah. Right, yeah, Dave. What goddamn interview did we have? Sure. Uh Lord Alfred Hayes God, catches Hogan. Just happenstance catches Hogan in the back, brother. Well, so can uh, I? Um, oh, brother! On the network, the all these Coliseum home video exclusives. 
So these aren't the original pay-per-view. Are all the pay-per-view on the networks like this from this era where they I, had a Coliseum exclusives or was this just kind of a I lot think of so. Yeah, they just uploaded I, the VHS. I, I don't know if all of them are like that, but yeah, I mean, a lot of them are like from their actual videotape. They, when the Attitude Era got kicking off, I want to say like in 99, they released this series of videos that they had Rumbles, Survivor Series, and Manias all the actual original broadcast. It was part it was when they dumped Coliseum and went to WWF home video and they actually released I probably have some <clears> of them here in my garage actually. Um it, and it was the original ep- actual airing of the pay-per-view uh which is totally different from Coliseum because when we were growing up every release came out of Coliseum home video but they re-released it after they finally broke away from Coliseum. I'm not sure what year that was and then they started their mm. own video brand WWF uh, video. Um, it actually is everything, every flub, every mess up or whatever, which they edited out of all the Coliseum home videos. So yeah, it's weird that when they get the network, they start airing the Coliseum home video stuff, which they don't yeah. own anymore because people can actually sell Coliseum home videos and not get copyright nailed because of something that, well, that, that means they can't either. And so it's I, I'm going to pick right, Jess right. and I'm going to say, we're going to cut to the beginning Coliseum home video music right now. It's like, yeah, it was very, <laughs> it's like porn music. Yeah. And it was Ken yeah. Patera swinging. So Hogan, yeah. Hogan was, but Hogan was definitely less bloated, but a little more saggy here is the best way I can describe it. But the the next interview rolls to Mean Gene with the Bushwhackers. Ah, and fuck. I can't remember the name of the uh, Jameson gentleman that was with them. Jameson, which uh, someone has to explain me what the fuck that's all about. I don't know. I don't no, nobody needs to. Go all, ahead. The only I have I only have one word in my notes and it's Jesus. There is a rumor. Uh, there's a comedian called Andy Kindler, and uh, they always thought Andy Kindler was Jameson, and it's not true, and it's a false rumor. Just FYI for people who know Andy Kindler. Continue. Sorry. All right, baby. yeah, that was yeah. stupid. So yeah, show. Jameson was like this nerd that was in like he was kind of like a, a fuck brother. What's his face from the fucking Nutty Professor? Uh, uh, Oh my God! The Eddie famous Murphy? no, the famous comedian. Yeah. The uh, you're not saying Eddie Murphy. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. No, uh, uh, Jerry Lewis. Oh, Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Well, well, he, Ed, never, oh, you're Murphy, talking about the OG Murphy's one. Yeah, he was so. It's like Bowfinger, bro. Same, same. Concept. So it was like that. His character from that movie was basically Jameson, the white tape in the middle of the glasses, and oh, guys, yeah. little, little lady, yeah. and did the whole thing. It was all. Re- it was ridiculous. I hated it, and so he was in the Bushwhackers' corner, and they were taking on the Beverly Brothers with the genius. Bro, he was there. eating his tie. Yeah, he was bad. Was so weird. So the match is next, yeah. right? Because I really got to get fucking past this. The Beverly Brothers with the genius, with a lot of peroxide. <laughs> Versus the Bushwhackers. And they defeated the Bushwhackers, which is fine. But uh, this match was 14 minutes and 56 seconds. Absolute, absolute fucking thumbs down. I hated this match. I just, yeah, Yeah. it's a thumbs down all around. Like, like, we've talked about the Bushwhackers so many times where, you know, we know they were the Sheepherders and they were badass. And and Vince chopped them down from their manhood, like literally stripped them from it, where they've been just stripped down to licking people's faces. I mean, let's. 
Which was successful, but even the young Jess. Back no, the crowd, the crowd yeah. loved it. I, I, I fucking it, hate. It, I hated the Bushwhackers even growing up. You hear the pop for it. It's yeah. weird. They do the battery rams all day, and they're licking kids in the audience. God which, bless it. Oh my god! Could you imagine doing that today? Like they licked random kids' faces on their way down to the <coughs> ring. It's it's so weird. And I look at it now, and I'm like, that's that's not. I, okay. I did enjoy the Beverly <laughs> Brothers because I knew them as the Wrecking Crew from AWA. And like they were really talented, they were a very talented tag team. So yeah, I, they could. Go, they kind of sure. were done a disservice here, but not every team could be pushed, I guess. But at least they won the match. But of course, the the ending was Bushwhackers getting their thing and Jameson getting even with the genius. And there you go. This was absolute uh, trash and garbage. That all sounds good because I didn't know it was fourteen minutes because I immediately hit down on my Fire TV <laughs> stick and then I went uh, to the right to the next match after this one. So I'll, t- I'll take your word for it. Thumbs down. Uh, did you watch it, Cuz? Yeah, thumbs down. I could I just couldn't get into it though. I, I would watch it and then I'd be distracted and watch it and I'm like, nah. It's <laughs> bad, super super yeah. bad. Dave, you agree? Yeah, thumbs down. All He's around. all thumbs up actually. Yeah. Good <laughs> gravy. Good <laughs> gravy. Uh, next interview set is Gene with the uh, Legion of Doom. I thought it was interesting how Animal took offense to being called closet champions. Um, yeah. So we're not no closet champions. I'm like, who who said mm-hmm. you were? Clo- I don't understand what closet champions are. Because um, he was trying to say they take on all comers. I don't know if they're hiding in the closet, but maybe Animal didn't understand that closet champions meant something different. I don't know. I mean, but that's just why they picked the bottom. He's from Minnesota. Next match. <laughs> yeah. So the next match was that match. It was the tag what? team championship match. The defending champions, the Legion of Doomness. Uh, took on the Natural Disasters, Earthquake, and Typhoon with Jimmy Hart. Uh, they actually defeated the Legion of Doom by countout. Uh, so Legion yeah, of Doom, that's what you call. Legion of Doom lost fantastic. the match. Uh, nine minutes, 24 seconds. Legion of Doom lost the match but held on to the titles. This was actually, they were supposed to have a rematch at Mania 8. However, shortly after this, uh, similar to Bret Hart, uh, LOD got a little annoyed at their contract, and Hawk was starting to go off the rails a little bit. So Vince is like, you're dropping it to Money Incorporated. So like a month later, that happened at a house <laughs> show. And then uh, Legion of Doom came back at WrestleMania 8 and kind of shortly like was around for like four months and found some stupid fucking mannequin and or puppet or whatever the fuck happened to them. But uh, yeah, this wow. unfortunately here, it was cool to see LOD with the tag team championships around their waist. And the match like... Yeah. The match was it, not terrible. It the never clicked. Like, I got what they were trying to do, and I didn't mind the countout. I felt it should have been a double countout. I I did. I I told, it's a yeah. I agree. Just, no, but that's out. fine though. They weren't gonna. They didn't want to kill the natural disasters yet. And I don't think you take the title. Well, I mean, looking, I guess what happened a month later, you probably should have taken the tag titles off Legion of Doom here. Uh, and natural disasters would have been cool to do it because uh, it would yeah. have a lot well, of heat on them. But if you're if you're gonna do that, let the natural disasters maybe break out some brass knucks and get disqualified that way. They didn't have anywhere to put them, Dave, because the, all the singlet. Like you that's a lot. Of, it's a lot of work depressed. in the singlet. Just so I barely hang. If John could have hit under a roll, I, did, I didn't mind it because it was the undercard <laughs> on the Royal Rumble. So I did. I didn't mind it. I felt it should have been a yeah, double countout. I felt it should have been a double countout, and that would be even more fuel to the fire. But I get what they did. Natural disasters didn't lose any heat. They beat the champions. 
by count out. So that would have brought on the rematch for WrestleMania eight, which was the original plans. Yep. And of course that all went south. Like I just talked about. So I give it a, oh God, a thumbs in the middle. Thumbs down. Uh, I give it. A th- I give it a thumbs in the middle, just because, like, I, I I see what they were trying, but they were just sort of. I don't know. It, it fell flat. It never got out of first gear for me. Uh, Not to mention, it never panned out. So Dave gives it a thumbs down. Uh, Cuz, what do you down. give it? Thumbs middle, almost going thumbs down because I agree with the uh, the, the it should have been a double count out, and um, you know, and even looking at it, I can see why. Like if, if Legion of Doom were going to stick around, and you know, Vince was going to keep pushing them as long as they, you know, Hawk wasn't falling off the rails and everything. And the you know whole of them going to WCW, I could see why they would end it in a double countout because you know you want to protect both badass teams. Um, but yeah, I mean, I give it thumbs in the middle because I still love seeing both guy or uh, both teams go at it, and that's one of those things back then when you were watching it, you probably like, oh, that's like a dream match, the fucking big ass natural disasters versus Legion of Doom, like. You know, what more could you want? But yeah, yeah I give it Bobby Heenan kept playing up on it like they can't throw natural disasters around like they do. Yeah, other opponents. yeah, exactly. So kind of cool. I liked it. Yeah, but uh, it did. Yeah, it just didn't click. It didn't no, get the out concept of it. was good. Yeah. It's just how the match yeah, worked out. Yeah, exactly. And for me, thumbs in the middle. It was uh, Legion of Doom looked like a million dollars. And yes, they Earthquake. You forget how agile and awesome he how was, especially he compared to Tugboat and how not agile and not awesome Tugboat was. But Earthquake was amazing <laughs> for a man that size. Double clotheslines with John Tenta Animal. was a beast, bro. Yeah, I mean, he alone made it got underrated big man for me, and it's good because uh, they couldn't push them around, so they did a very like fifty fifty kind of like I, you can't I, knock us off our feet, especially when Hawk and Tug. I think as kids we didn't understand what John Tenta was capable of. Earthquake. No, I, I hated him. No difference. We hated him, and that was the job. But you didn't realize that John Tenta was like a legitimate sumo wrestler that could legit. Yeah, fuck you, fuck up. you up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John Tenter could probably take half the people in that locker room, if not He's all, all Bunza! When you're 44 you know, and you make noises just getting in your car every morning, like, and you realize John Tenter uh, could go 15 minutes and, uh, and do flip a lot that of car stuff, over, like, probably. Yeah, respect. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, John. So, so we take that interview with Sean Mooney and the natural disaster with Jimmy Hart. And Jimmy Hart does his best Trump impression to literally try to sue everyone in the interview. Um, Right, and they say that we are the real champions, and then they storm out of the locker room. So there you go. Then That's facts. Mean Gene uh, interviews Rowdy Roddy Piper, which is so good. You can see that Rowdy is genuinely happy to uh, finally get an individual title in the WWF, and says, "I'm going to make history, and I'm going to win two titles in one night because he's moving on to the Royal Rumble." Then you have Mooney with Shawn Michaels. And they replay the barbershop <laughs> windows, uh, you know, with um, his former tag team partner, Marty Jannetty, which this is, is oh, pre-cross-eyed, Shawn Michaels. It <laughs> is burned into your brain. Yeah, that's true. It is pre-cross-eyed. It's burned into your brain what he did to Marty Jannetty, where he, you know, scissor kicks him in and throws him through a sugar glass He's window. such a baby here. Shawn Michaels is literally, like, scripted, like, locks of hair and glasses. He's everything, like, he's so young and he's so... He, yeah, he's so trying to figure out his heel so, game. But he's here. deliberately trying to literally push the beginning. Rock this is the beginning yeah. of the Heartbreak Kid. Like, yeah, it's... It's, it's the beginning of a Crazy to see. Heartbreak um, Kid. Then you roll on to Lord Alfred Hayes with Ric Flair, and this is where Ric Flair is saying, hey, I drew number three, but it's going to be just fine. But yeah. and also to, uh, point out that it's a Coliseum Video Heartbreak Home exclusive, kid. and yeah, Flair we is did, very quiet. We did not know... When we watched this live, I remember we didn't know like three. when Flair was going to come in. <laughs> yeah. The heartbreak kid. Just so, a, I'm just going to I'm just going to run through this because literally this is really kid. tough, and you have to kind of follow it. 
It's Macho Man segment. Then so well, real suggest- quick, real quick, real quick. Yeah. The, they did this, yeah, every year, and I loved it. Yeah, the the, the interview segments. Yeah, they did this every year, and I loved it. Uh, and it would be like rapid fire, like what, ten seconds, fifteen seconds, and it yeah. was just like participant after participant after participant. So like, it's rapid fire. It's fun just to watch. Some of them are super scripted. Well, all of them are scripted, but some of them are super corny. But um, it's uh, oh, these are fun to watch. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so it's Macho Man followed by Sid Justice, then the Repo Man, Davey Boy Smith, <laughs> which uh, Jess, uh, Craig totally loved. Jake Roberts, probably the best interview. Oh, Rick yeah. Flair again, The Undertaker, and then who's last? Oh, the Immortal Hulk Hogan. You just skipped over Sid Vicious's promo, which is he's no, always the greatest close up on his face. And he was a, but he was a face here. Like Sid Justice was champion. Sid Justice was a face here. It's going to be long. It's going to be dark. I don't know. I don't know what he said. But there's, there's almost no difference. Like he's still gritting his teeth. He still hates you. Like, I still want to play softball next week. It's a real issue. He always said that he wants to be, he would always want to be a heel over a face. And I get it because like, yeah, he never knew how to be an actual face. It's what he was. It's what he was. Even though he was getting huge pops out there. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Howard Fink was. does a fantastic job in the Royal Rumble introduction. The only way is to get everyone over. Whoever is in the ring goes over the top. We'll win the Royal Rumble. And the first employee, right? I think he was. Yeah, he was the first employee. Yeah. God love him. Bless you, Howard Fink. Bacon championship. So with that. This is where I really have to turn so, over to yes. with his. This uh, is by the, before the that, but Tunney yeah. gets booed like he's the um, always does. like he's he, the NFL commissioner like uh, on draft booed. day. He it. gets yeah, booed. Yeah. yeah, Tunney gets booed. Why wouldn't you boo Tunney? He took the title from Hogan. What do you What do you expect? Therefore, brother, the match is a draw. Like he he was always boo. He's like made the best man win. They're like boo. Jenny, boo, I hope you die, Tony. That no good, Jack, <laughs> Tony, brother. Nobody Tony, should, we should die. even have this match. So it's now we so get good. into the thirty-man Royal Rumble, uh, which there for I would say at least a solid ten years was the greatest Rumble ever. No time for the Royal Rumble. This is what we've all been waiting for. In just a few moments. The individuals who drew number one and number two will be oh in the goodness. Royal Rumble. Oh my and God. every two minutes thereafter, uh, another individual not. will enter the ring according to the, the big one he pulled. This is Remember, it. in the Royal Rumble, it is every man got either one or two. Oh, no. And elimination occurs when a wrestler is thrown out over the top and onto the floor. Now, the man who will win the Royal Rumble and the one man remaining after all 30 participants have entered will be crowned the undisputed World Wrestling Federation Champion. Uh, I'm just going to go over the names before we get into it. Uh, I'm going to read everybody in the order that they drew. Uh, number one was the, in the order so of just think of these names what? here. The British Bulldog. Number no, Ted the British Bulldog with the worst Ted promo. Ted DiBiase, Ric Flair, Chad DiBiase, Jerry Sags, <laughs> Haku, Shawn Michaels, Tito Santana, The Barbarian, hey. Wow, Kerry Von Erich, Repo Man, who was Smash, Greg Valentine, yes. Nikolai yep. Volkov, The Big Boss Man, Hercules, Rowdy Piper, Jake Roberts, Jim What's Duggan, IRS, Mike Rotundo, 
Jimmy Snuka, The Undertaker, Randy Savage, The Berserker, uh, Virgil. <laughs> you laughed a little bit. Colonel Mustafa, <laughs> which was the Iron Sheik, Rick Martell, Hulk Hogan, Skinner, Sergeant Slaughter, Sid Justice, and The Warlord, Fodder? who was eliminated by Hogan. Um, Whoa! Brother! <laughs> just think of those 30 names. Now, even Don't the year before, I would say probably had an equal roster or better. But, I mean, when you think of, I know some people have to, do a certain role when they go into WWF, like, you know, Carrie Von Erich became Texas Tornado and, you know, all that. But think of just what Carrie Von Erich meant, how big he was in Texas a few years before, how, you know, Flair, what Flair was to the Crockett. And it was really a top talent from uh, all territories, yeah. Who the Iron Sheik was, who Hogan was, who, you know, Undertaker, who he, he, who he became. Jimmy Snuka was a legend before this. Like, you had mm. all these people, Jake Roberts, like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. the, just the, this is like everyone... That was a look at, big look at the animation behind Dave and me, like just alone, like yeah. Savage, Justice, Hogan, Boss, Piper, Flair, like it's everybody. And then mix it with the fact that Flair was always the other side, always the competition, always. Now he's here and the title's vacant. And I'll tell you, uh, he wins the goddamn thing. And I remember in my living room, we were all in there and I was so fucking pissed. Like, I should have known that Hogan wasn't going to win because he was involved in the controversy that made it vacant to begin with. So, of course, he's not going to win it. Brother. But at the same time, like, God, the end, a lot of things happened here. Like, you finally saw the the beginning of the weakening, weakening, excuse me, of Hulkamania here. Yeah. He, at the very end, yeah. it's down to Hogan and Flair, which was a dream match. Everybody wanted to see that. Uh, Sid Justice was in the ring. He last el- he eliminates Savage, turns around, and Hogan and Flair are just in their own world fighting each other. Hulk goes to throw Flair over the top rope. Sid sneaks from behind him, throws him out. From a booking standpoint, Vince is like, everybody's going to boo Sid. Hogan's going to get cheered because Sid came behind. The place went fucking Everyone nuts. Everyone cheered. When Hogan yeah, yep. did it. So Every man Hogan, for himself, big boy! Yeah, Very and then Sid leans over like a massive heel, which he is correct, saying he's always liked being a heel better. With, yeah, it's every man for himself, big boy! He turns around. <laughs> Hogan, like a fucking heel, grabs Sid's yeah. arm. Exactly. And starts to pull <laughs> Sid over the top rope. Flair comes from behind, dumps Sid over. Joe lost his shit in my living room because he's a major Flair fan. He's a... And, no and a lot of the crowd, that, right? I love rewinding it because they're in New York. And like Flair, you could see people jumping up and down when Flair won. Like it was, like, he did it. He it was so it, yeah. many different, like the Crockett merging with WWF, yeah. merging with like Hogan's old Sid looked amazing. He looked like a million. No one had lasted that like, long. He was an yeah. hour in at that point. Like it yeah, wasn't Flair those days also, anymore. Yes. Flair not only wins it coming in at number three, but he lasted for an hour and two seconds and he eliminated five people. Uh, the second most of this Royal Rumble, the most being Sid. Um, and and yeah, the ending of this, you hear live on the pay-per-view, Hogan gets back in the ring and starts bitching at Sid and expects everyone to cheer him. Yeah. Half the crowd boos the shit out of him. And when Sid gets down, Sid pushes all the referees out of it. You know, Sid would get down to his knee and put his arms out and do that. The place went nuts. And you saw Hogan's face. And Sid told on a shoot interview that after they get to the back, Hogan comes back and starts cussing McMahon out going, you fucking rigged this. You knew I would get booed. You fucking set me up. And Sid was just like, holy shit. Like, here Sid came in like four months before getting promised. Like, I think we're going to put the belt on you, pal. You know, you look great or whatever. And then Sid's thinking, okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, 
I'm going to get eliminated, but I'm going to be in a program with Hogan. And then Hogan gets in the back and starts. This was also the deter- deterioration of Vince and Hogan as well. Motherfucker, brother. Yeah. They were not. <laughs> Motherfucker, <laughs> Vince, brother. That you didn't work for me, brother. That yeah. did not work so for me. You motherfucker. Polls, like Hogan and Vince. You're not even a brother right now. You're a motherfucker. <laughs> You're not a brother. <laughs> You're not even a brother right now, brother. You're a motherfucker. Yeah. Fucker, fucker. He still says it. He still calls him brother. <laughs> fucker, fucker, You're not even a brother to me, brother. So stupid. You motherfucker, so, brother. So, yeah. yeah so, so not only did that happen, that people oh, actually shit. boo. And then later on, of course, on the syndicated TV, they sweeten the crowd. They put in boos when Sid threw oh, Hogan shit. over. And when Hogan oh, got back no, in the ring. really? Yes, yes. Yeah. Because they did not want people to hear Hogan booed. But I remember everyone was in my living room. He got booed incredibly loud. Like, and people, yeah. you saw Hogan's face when you go back and watch yes. it now. He, like, he looks at, he's like, he, yeah, he, he looks around. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, he's all people are booing me. Like he was, he was tired and old at this point. Like Dave said, he didn't even look like a Hulk anymore because he was not on the roids. So like, no, you get, yeah. and, I don't know how Sid got away with it, but Sid was gigantic. <laughs> Man, his traps were like fucking six inches. Those were natural chest. He had a lot of chicken. So like, yeah, it was. But uh, Hogan didn't miss a tan. There was so much session, stuff that happened. Sure. Of course, I give this a thumbs up. You know, uh, but no, you know, really Flair lasted a long time, and it's just it's amazing to me that Vince actually put that kind of trust in this heel, especially the enemy. You know, that came from the other side. He really treated Flair good. Like for the way heels get treated in WWF, Flair got treated well. And when Flair won the title here, it did so many different things for him. I mean. Being NWA champion already for seven times, I think, when he came over here and then winning the WWF title, like, I mean, it meant a lot historically to pro wrestling for Flair to win here. And uh, I know Vince erases the history and he kind of, but it was the first time that Vince brought the NWA belt over. They didn't call it the NWA title, but he had the big gold belt when he first came in. Vince yep. never did that. And so it was just a, a, a cool. crazy time here. Now they flubbed it. We never got our Hulk versus Flair. We've talked about it before in past episodes. Hogan versus Flair in the archives. Um, probably a good idea. It didn't happen. But yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, like, it just kind of, man, when Flair won the title here, historically, to me as a fan, I was like, Joe was happy and I was pissed because Hogan lost. But at the same time, I knew, like, this is a big deal. Like, Vince really rolled out the red carpet for Flair and made him important. And uh, it was awesome. And well, I'll let Craig bring it up because Craig loves the interview afterwards of Flair and Gino Collin oh, and all that stuff. With a so, tear in my yeah. eye. But I give, it, I give it a thumbs up. There was really cool spots in here, especially in the middle when Flair finally eliminates everybody. He finally dumps the boss man over and Flair's standing alone. And then Piper's music plays yeah, and he's all, great, oh, God. Like he just, he crumbles down like, oh, God. Yeah. And Piper comes out and the, Piper's the. hype because he just won the IC title. The crowd's, uh, you know, going there. And it was just, there were well so done. many cool spots like yeah. that. There was there were so many segments in this. Um, this is Flair's arguably greatest moment uh, before all the politics and before it kind of all went haywire and we didn't get WrestleMania eight and uh, this was his time to shine. Um, it was awesome and he earned it because he worked so hard in this rumble. There was he spent some time in a turnbuckle sitting down, but when he worked, he was working and he yeah. let everyone get their shit in on him from the very beginning uh, and never let up. And I didn't care if you hated him, if you were not an NWA, NWA fan at all, by the end of this, like you, uh, you were happy for him. And then to Jess's point that, that special interview at the end um, when he kind of has his moment of tear in my eye and Hey, put that cigarette out. Uh, it really, there's something special with <laughs> but, that. And it it's was, a, you know, special, special. Uh, it was so emotional. And I'm sorry. I know I already spoke my piece, but 
it was so emotional for him because that that line that he said, he's all, when you have this title, this is like the best. And yeah. for years, he was telling everybody the NWA is the real world champion. And then when Herd yeah. fucked him over and he had to come over this and do is, this, this is the place to he be. got this even. Like, yeah, this makes you the best. Yeah, He got even. And it did in general because he'd never been there before. And look, you could say whatever you want, but Vince did his job. He fucking bought the company from his dad and made them the number one show in town. And he put so many other people out of business. Mm-hmm. So Flair... It was true, and I think that you know, obviously, he did. He was such a great employee for Crockett and NWA by selling that for all those years. And NWA is the real champion. We're real over here. We don't pose, you know, for years. Jim Ross was saying that. Flair was saying that. But when he gets there, I think it's funny. WWF is usually the land of the cartoon and the script, but I think this was Flair's like real yeah. emotions, where he's like, "You are the best when you have this because." This yeah. is the best think, place. Uh, like, look at the production. I mean, look at Flair in an NWA ring for the last uh, 10 years before this or whatever. And look yeah. at him with full lights with the crowd, like full, still, the, way, the angles and the down. way they filmed it. It's brilliant. Like, well, you can even it. see Heenan and Perfect responding to Flair when Flair kind of goes the off the cuff speech. And you could, they, they look at each other and they smile. And they're like, this is amazing. And they laugh. Oh, yeah. And, but they don't, yeah. they don't laugh in an evil way. They laugh like, oh, my God. And, and Vince amazing. never highlighted it. But, oh, by the way, one of the best promos ever. Just cut one of the best promos ever. Like, you know, yeah. right in front of your face. like On the cuff. On the cuff, on the man. Cuff. Like, sweaty. Oh, after wrestling an hour. Yeah. And it just, yeah. it just showed by how great he was. You know, like, Vince, I know, gets real wrapped up. That was pre-taped, though, I think. And stuff. All right, by virtue of winning the Royal Rumble, we have a brand new World Wrestling Federation champion as the press watches on. At this time, to present the title belt to the new champion, our president, the distinguished Jack Tunney. Congratulations, Ric Flair, on becoming the undisputed champion of the World Wrestling Federation. Let me just say, after view distorting the belt to proclaim me the real world champion, I'm going to tell you all... With a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my life. When you walk around this world and you tell everybody you're number one, the <laughs> he just dumped water on himself before to make himself look sweaty. <laughs> Big thumbs up. Bladed himself. But yeah, Dave, what what do you think overall about it? What are your? No, it's a of? thumbs up. Yeah, I'm, I've I've left everything I have on the table except for the fact that you want to talk about Hogan and why he's being booed. Um, Jess talks about this all the time, sometimes on the podcast, definitely off of it, where Hogan has a knack for doing hill shit and not getting called yes. out for it. And by the way, he did it in this match in a huge segment, but he also did it all through it. I think he gave like 80 thumbs to the eyes in that Royal Rumble match. I swear to God, like that is not what a face does. I'm just being He real. would scratch people's We're, backs all the time. Yeah, he was stretching backs. He was giving thumbs to the eyes. He gave Ric Flair like four thumbs to the eyes in that match. And then on top of that, at the very end of it, Sid throws him out and he pulls Sid out when he's already out. That's a total heel tactic. Sore loser. Why would you not get booed? Who does not see this coming? Yeah, because they were all like in Hogan land before that, before this Hogan. But you're right, though. It's odd. They thought he could do no wrong. Ever since Hogan lost to the Warrior, when he would come back, he would do these little heel things. And like he always it's weird. It's like Hogan knew he was getting older. So he had to do stuff like I'm not young like I used to. So I got to scratch some backs if you catch my drift. Like and so it was just so odd. It was so odd because what did you think about it? Thumbs up big time. And I mean, come on, man. The similarities are there. Cena and Hogan, Hogan, Macho and Elizabeth. Cena, Zack Ryder, Eve Torres. <laughs> Cena did some heel tactics or the, the what you would consider as a heel. 
Hogan, sore loser, gets dumped by Sid. Everyone cheers Sid. Brother, this can't be, and fucking pulls Sid over. But um, all the little angles in there, too, the Macho Man and Jake the Snake, um, Ric Flair, he does an incredible job of selling, and obviously they're going through an hour long, or, you know, over an hour long match, um, but but Flair has that ability to just kind of draw you in, like, I'm really hurt, I'm really drained, and, and, and the promo after, I mean, like you guys said, it was real emotion, he even says, with a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my life, and he knows that him saying, so this is good. the place to be, this is the title, that carries weight because of, like you said, of all the years saying that the NWA title was the best, or, you know, the title to have. Um, man, everything was just great about the Royal Rumble. And like I said, it brings me back to my childhood. It, it's it's probably one of my fa- my one of my top three uh, Royal Rumble pay-per-views in general. And, so thumbs up. Yeah, and also, too, yeah, gone. We, uh, you know, the, the banter back between Monsoon and Heenan was great. And Heenan sold yes. that. Heenan was because Heenan, Heenan was, was like great. his advisor. Heenan was the guy who brought him into the company. And so Heenan was just like stressing us. out the yeah. entire time. Heenan's oh. commentary made it so <laughs> even better. It told the story about Flair. There's no way he's going to win it. Even Monsoon's like, he's not going to win it, Brain. Give it up. He's number three. Well, he, well, he get halfway there. Oh, here he goes. He's going now. Gorilla would always call that. Oh, he's going to go now. And then he didn't go. You know, well, yeah. even little things like being a heel, like um, when Macho Man threw himself over, he's like, no, you got to throw yourself or you got to have someone propel you over. And like, like j- you know, because a heel, like a Jerry Lawler heel would have been like, no, he should be out, blah, blah, blah. But like even Heenan, like being a heel, but then still going by the rules and, and calling it down the middle in a sense, yeah. you know, with certain things too in the match. So, I mean, but Heenan was just great overall in that match. And then, yeah, being paranoid and worried for Flair, like all of it was great. It, w- it was a great Royal Rumble. And I think the um, the thing that's fairly obvious, but not to the segment that we talked about today, this, uh, what, 50 minutes of time, is that I think this kind of success in the Royal Rumble is what sets the Royal Rumble for success in the future, where you may not necessarily win the title if you win the Rumble, but you definitely win a title match at Mania, which pretty much goes forward either a year or two No, later. the next year, 1993. It, it is the very next yeah. year. Okay, I just want to make sure. And then from that point, whoever wins the Rumble, that, that's what's so great about the Rumble is that it can change your whole, if, if you are one of those major players in the WWE, it could change your whole perspective on where you're going into WrestleMania just by happenstance winning the Rumble. And that's what that's the coolest part about it. I think this particular Rumble catapults that going forward. Without this, it may not have happened. Yeah, this was great. This belongs in a time capsule, this Royal Rumble, like, and it's, it's one of the best ones easily. Yep. I love it. I love it. All right, man. Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. And anything we talk about today is inspired by the WWE Network. So do yourself a favor and get your free month today to watch anything WWE, WCW, ECW, and more. This is Dave with Jess and Cuz and a Phantom Craig signing off. Come back, Craig. We love you, Craig. Have a good one.